The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves his home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. A happy Advent to everybody. And we're already at this first Sunday of Advent, and the bishop reminded us last week that uh, it's the shortest possible Advent, the way that Christmas falls this year. Right? So we've really got three weeks until Christmas, and the fourth Sunday of Advent is also Christmas Eve, so I'll probably remind you of this several times that that means we have to go to Mass on Sunday and then come back a few hours later for Christmas Eve. And, um, and I have to say Mass like six times in two days, so I don't feel bad for you if you have to come to Mass twice. Um, but it is, it is a really beautiful time of the year, right? It's a beautiful time of the year where we really spend our time anticipating the Lord's coming and anticipating celebrating his birth at Christmas. And that's that day that we celebrate the fact that God became man, that the word became flesh, that, that the God who's been invisible from all time becomes visible. The invisible God has a face. And that face is able to show compassion for us. That face is able to experience our sorrows with us and celebrate our joys with us. And and this Advent season focuses on that coming of Christ in three different ways. And the first of those ways is to focus on his second coming that we're all supposed to be ready for at all times. And so in the gospel reading today, Jesus says to the disciples, be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. Be watchful, be alert. Which means we're always supposed to be ready to greet our Lord. And we're always supposed to be ready to give an account for our lives. And to live our lives each day from that place of freedom that's that's ready to greet our Lord when he comes. You know, one of my favorite quotes from St. Dominic Savio, who was a young boy who died and became a saint. And, uh, and there's a story that he was once out playing ball or something like that. And somebody walked up to him and they, said, they asked him this question. They said, what would you do differently if you knew that Jesus was going to come tomorrow? And he said, well, nothing. I just play, keep playing ball. Right? Like, because I'm just living my life in such a way that I'm always ready to greet the Lord. You know, like sometimes if somebody asks me that question, I'm like, crap, I got to go to confession. <laughs> right? I got to go to confession, got to make amends with people, got to forgive people, got to like all the things that I've been putting off, right? All the things I've been putting off. 
And, and so Advent is kind of a reminder. It's a little examination of conscience. Like, are, like what, what have I been putting off that I really need to, to change about my life to be ready to greet our Lord when he comes? And then the second way that we focus on our Lord's coming is, is when we focus back on his first coming and we'll focus more on John the Baptist and, and the way he entered into the world the first time. And, and there's really something beautiful about when we celebrate Christmas. And uh, I, don't know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and it was somebody who, I mean, they were probably talking to somebody else, you know. And, and this topic came up of like, you know, sometimes atheists or people who aren't Christians, they like to sort of poke at different things about Christianity. And they'll say something like, well, well you don't really know Jesus was born on December 25th. Like, that's just made up. And... Uh, and of course, like we don't actually know like what date Jesus was born on. And the church at some point chose December 25th. But the reason for that is what's most profound, right? The reason for that is because it coincides with the winter solstice. It, co- it coincides with the darkest day of the year. Right? The darkest day of the year. And, and Jesus, who is the light of the world, enters into that darkest moment of the year. And after he comes, there's a little more light every day. Right? There's a little more light every day. And, and so we might also kind of reflect on that a little bit. And, and for me personally, it's been something to reflect on because in my own life, I've, I've been living in kind of this dark moment lately in my own surgery recovery. And like, I'd like to say, like, I'm perfectly surrendered and everything's going great. And I'm, like, just living with the Jesus every day. And, and really, I'm sitting in my room going, like, oh, I hate this. Like, I can't move. I just want to put my foot on the ground. And now I can put my foot on the ground. But it hurts really bad. I think I had this idea. I was going to get surgery. I was going to be non-weight-bearing for six weeks. And I'd just be walking around. Nope. And there's some like depression that enters in, there's some loneliness that enters in, there's some despair that can enter in. And, and, and then in the midst of that, Jesus wants to meet me there, right? Jesus wants to meet us there. He wants to meet us at those moments and those times. You know, like yesterday I, I was a really just beautiful day in my life as pastor. And uh, because a couple of things happened, you know, yesterday morning, um, at about 10 o'clock, a bunch of you showed up at my house and started Christmasizing. And, uh, and then I left and I went to a couple of meetings. And so I had a marriage preparation and a baptism preparation in the same day, which is pretty great, right? It's pretty great. It means like there's new life. And so Allie Hendrickson got engaged and, uh, and I was like, wow, this is like, I get to do a marriage preparation with people from the parish. This is exciting because it's, it's not often. And then uh, Zach and Hope Crom came by for a baptism prep and, and were baptizing their new baby on Saturday. And, and, um, and it was just a reminder, like there is light that comes in in those kind of dark moments. And then I got back to my house and it was transformed into a Christmas wonderland in my living room, which is really beautiful and, and really bright and, and I'm really grateful. And, uh, and it's just like a small way that illustrates what our Lord wants to do in our own hearts. You know, as I was talking to some people recently, and it was just an opportunity to reflect on how that reality that Jesus enters into the darkest moment like, has been lived out in so many, of, so many of our lives. 
and, and like I think about my own life and my own vocation and how like probably in the, like the moment where I was most just farthest away from the Lord and it was when I was an army officer and, and I was just spending a lot of time running from the Lord and, uh, and it was somewhere in the midst of that that Jesus just gave me that nudge or that final push or, or whatever it was to just place on my heart that it was time to return to him. And, and in the midst of, of this really dark time, I found myself like asking questions about going to the seminary and, and doors started opening immediately and, and our Lord really revealed himself as a rescuer. You know, another moment that I've made reference to a lot is when I was in grad school and it's about three years since my father had died and, and in that time period I'd fallen into a lot of depression and, and a lot of feeling distant and, and never really feeling consolation in my prayer life and kind of going through the motions and, and, um, and I remember really doubting my vocation at that time and, and feeling like I don't really know what I'm doing and do I really want to be a priest anymore? And, um, and then realizing, like, I didn't know what I would do if I wasn't a priest. Like, I, like, I don't know what I would do. So I'm kind of stuck. And so, Jesus, I just need you to show up. And he did. And, and it was in the midst of that that our Lord entered into my life in a, in a really profound way. And he didn't just, like, bring me back to equilibrium. He brought me to something more. He brought me to something greater. And, and he brought me to his place of joy. You know, and then it happened again, and then it happened again, and I, and I pray that it's happening now, like even in this moment. You know, and that's, that's what our Lord desires for each and every one of us, right? It's what our Lord desires for each and every one of us, that, that whenever we're in those times, because our, all of our lives ebb and flow, all of our lives ebb and flow. You know, as I'm talking, some of you might be thinking about some of those moments in your own life where maybe our Lord entered in at a dark moment and he called you to something more, or maybe it was like he did that by falling in love with somebody who was faithful, or maybe it happened as we kind of hit rock bottom in our life and, and realized like, okay, the, the only thing is to go back to our Lord, right? The only thing is to go back to our Lord. You know, lots of people have that kind of a story. Or we just showed up back at church one day and, and we heard the right homily that we felt like was speaking directly to our own hearts. Some of us might be living right now in one of those kind of dark or distant times. And, and if that's the case, I just invite you to, to just ask our Lord, right, to let you to live out this kind of Advent into Christmas season in a very direct way in your own life, in a direct way in your own heart. And that whole dynamism is really what happens each and every time we go to confession. And confession is this sacrament where we kind of go in and we externalize that darkness that is within us. Whatever it is, whether it's unforgiveness or it's the things that we've been putting off or the things that get in the way. Or maybe it's like a sin we've been holding on to for a really long time and we were afraid of bringing up. You know, I remember very well like going to confession in CCD in probably like third or fourth grade. And, and there was something that, that I had encountered that I was afraid of bringing up in confession. I remember standing in line and just being like, oh, am I going to say it? You know, as a little kid, 
I'm sure I'm the only one who's ever had that moment, right? Like, am I, am I gonna tell you? I, and then it went in and I didn't say it. And like years went by and I didn't say it. And then finally, for whatever reason, I had the courage to externalize that. And, and then there's this experience of God's grace or that light entering in and this weight being lifted. Right? It's what our Lord desires to do. And, and it's a very concrete, incarnate way that the whole mystery of the incarnation is lived out in our own hearts. And because that third coming of Jesus that we celebrate is the way he comes into our lives each day. And, and most profoundly that happens you know, when we make a good confession and when we receive him in the Eucharist or we come to pray in Eucharistic adoration and we sit in the presence of, of our Lord, in the presence of that face. And in these years, you know, we're, we're in these years of focusing on Eucharistic renewal and, and there are plenty of opportunities, you know, before every mass, we have time of Eucharistic adoration and I'm hoping over the next couple of weeks leading up to Christmas to add some more times for both adoration and confession. But a lot of people like don't really know what to do when they come to pray or what do I do when I go to pray? Like, what do I say? Or, or like, how do I occupy my time? Or, you know, and the most important thing was really like that we just come and have a conversation or that we just come and spend time in his presence. But in order to help with that, um, we do have these books available that are an early Christmas present. And so you'll find these on the table when you leave. Um, it's just called Beautiful Eucharist. And um, there's a donor from the parish who bought these. And um, so just encourage you to take one. And there's different stories in each chapter. It's just people's experiences of Eucharistic adoration or the ways that that the Eucharist has, has been that light that touched them. And, uh, and so, so that would be a way of, of just coming a little bit early, spending time with our Lord, and using this as a tool to start that conversation, right? To start that conversation. And so as we begin this Advent season and this time of preparation, I just invite all of you to, to pray. It's for the courage to take that next step with our Lord, whatever it is. You know, if you've been away from confession for a long time, to, to have the courage to go and, and experience that light that our Lord desires to give you. Right? And there's never anything to fear in that. And it could be here, it could be in another parish, it could be wherever you want to go, but, but there should never be anything to fear. You know, all of us have been sinners and have been away from our Lord. And, and the thing that we have in common is that we have a need of a savior. And I also encourage you over the next, next few weeks to, to just spend some time with our Lord in prayer. And whether that's coming to make a visit to the Blessed Sacrament or coming early to go to adoration, just thanking him for the ways that he's redeemed you and the ways that he saved you and, and the ways that he's revealed himself to your heart. And if you find yourself in, in one of those dark places, to just ask him for light, ask him to be the light. And as we bless and light the candle on the Advent wreath, to just pray that that light will also extend into your own hearts. 
to bring his peace, his grace, his love, and to transform us so that we become living lights to each person we encounter in the world around us.